Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Greetings once again and welcome into the lightninginsider.com podcast, round two edition. Eric Erlinson from LightningInsider.com, your host. Welcome you to round number two for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they get ready to face the Florida Panthers in the, I guess we'll call it the Atlantic Division Final because we are at that point now where you're down to the Final Eight, the league quarterfinals. So it's the Division Semifinals as uh, Tampa Bay defeats the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven games. The Florida Panthers advanced by defeating the Washington Capitals in six games in their opening round series. And I want to give you some thoughts and um, matchups and a few other things that we kind of look for here in round two in what is a rematch of last year's opening round of the playoffs. And you're going to hear, I don't know, a few descriptions of this series. Uh, I like to call it the Sunshine State Showdown. I've seen plenty of people refer to it as the Battle of Florida, especially since we have the Battle of Alberta for the first time in three decades as uh, Calgary and Edmonton are facing off out in the Western Conference. I even saw somebody refer to this as the Sunscreen Series. I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Sunshine State Showdown. I like the alliteration. Uh, That's what I referred to it as last year, so I'm not changing. It's the Sunshine State Showdown here in the Sunshine State. The two, uh, really two, probably the two top teams in the Eastern Conference. You can argue Carolina is right there as well, but I don't think you'd get too many arguments if you said this is a matchup between the top two teams in the East. And uh, it wasn't an easy route for Tampa Bay to get here. Uh, If you listen to my previous podcast, you understand how difficult that first round series was for Tampa Bay to push past the Maple Leafs in the first ever postseason meeting between those two teams. Um, you know, as I said at the time, in the last two years, the Lightning have only trailed in a series twice. They fell behind the Boston Bruins in round two in 2020, and then they fell behind one nothing to the Dallas Stars in the Stanley Cup final one game to nothing as well. And of course, last year in 2021, they did not trail any of those series on route to their second consecutive Stanley Cup. And of course, against Toronto, they trailed 1-0, 2-1, 3-2 before finally breaking that pattern and going on to win the uh, series in seven games with a 2-1 victory in Toronto uh, in game seven. They got a couple of days rest because, uh, you know, we had heard that the series might start on Monday, um, which would have been an awful quick turnaround for a team to have to go 
from Toronto, come all the way back down home and then get on a plane uh, the next day and head to Sunrise. But um, there is an extra day off for uh, Tampa Bay as they open the series on Tuesday as we talk about uh, this best of seven. Uh, the, the, the game schedule looks like this. Of course, it starts in Sunrise at Florida Live Arena. Game one is on Tuesday, May the 17th. Game two will be on Thursday, May the 19th. Uh, game three will be on Sunday. Yes, Sunday, May the 21st. Uh, I, I might have my dates wrong. Somebody correct me on that. It's, I'm recording this late, so if I have the dates wrong, but just it's Tuesday, Thursday, and then you have back-to-backs, Sunday and Monday in Tampa at Amelie Arena for games three and four, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, game five would be back in Sunrise on uh, Wednesday. Game six would be in Tampa on Friday, and then game seven, if necessary, would be on May the 29th. That, I know, is a Sunday, so that means it going kind of reverting back here. Game three would be on Monday or on May the 22nd, if I can get my, my math correct there. Uh, all right, some matchups here as we look at this series. Uh, this is going to be a different series than it was last year. Uh, we know Tampa Bay is not necessarily as deep as they were, especially in their forward groups from last year. Although, you know, Barclay Goodrow missed a good portion of that first round last season before he came back, I think, in Game 5 or Game 6. I think he came back in Game 6 of that series uh, with an injury that he did suffer um, before the end of the regular season last year. Uh, but uh, Tampa Bay is not, maybe not as deep. They're still a deep team. And, and Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel, I thought, performed great in round one. So there's not a huge drop-off in uh, the depth, but I think it's not quite as deep as it was last year, whereas the Panthers are deeper. They're much deeper, in fact, because, yes, you still have Sasha Barkov. You still have Jonathan Huberdeau. Anthony DeClaire had a 30-goal season. Carter Verhage had a great regular season. He had a fantastic first round against uh, Washington. Finished with 12 points in the first round against the Capitals. Uh, currently sits second in the league in playoff scoring behind only Connor McDavid. You have Sam Bennett, who was a trade deadline acquisition last year for Florida. I don't think he's going to get himself into trouble this year. Of course, he got himself in trouble last year with a, a boarding call that ended up uh, as a power play for Tampa Bay that allowed them to tie the game in the third period. Uh, and, of course, Braden Point won it uh, with a breakaway with just over a minute remaining in regulation. Uh, then Bennett had to sit out in game two, but he's still around. They have Sam Reinhart, who they picked up from the Buffalo Sabres before the start of the season. So Sam Reinhart has been with them all year. And then their trade deadline acquisition this year in Claude Giroux from the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, this is as deep of a forward group as I've seen. Anton Lundell, their rookie, former first-round draft pick, has had a good season. This is a tough, tough team up front, and not only can they score, they can score sometimes at will. Remember, they were down 
three nothing in game five against Washington and came back to win that game. You don't see that too often in the playoffs, let alone the regular season. But they were able to do it. They had more three-goal comebacks than any team in the league this year. So you can't sit on the Panthers if you have a lead. You know, you can't just allow them to come at you because they're they're too deep, they're too fast, and they work the puck so well. So Tampa Bay is going to be in for it if they don't come with a good defensively sound game or make the Panthers work in their own end. We know how it is. Offensive players, they do not like to work in their own end. So make them you know, put, put the puck down in the Florida zone and make them go to work. That's how Tampa Bay is going to have to attack this game, uh, attack this series, uh, and see where things go. Uh, one thing to keep an eye on, of course, the status of Braden Point. We don't know what it is going forward. All we know is that when John Cooper calls Braden Point highly doubtful for game one, he's out. Not playing. Didn't practice before the team left for Fort Lauderdale. uh, As they held a a full practice. So he wasn't there. Uh, Corey Perry also didn't practice, but he's supposed to be okay. So as we were watching practice, we saw Riley Nash fill in on the top power play unit. Obviously, he's not going to get top power play time, but he's a right-handed shot on that top power play. So uh, both Corey Perry and Braden Point are right-handed shots. But the big one to keep an eye on is Point. Anybody who saw the way he went down in Game 7 early on, it's it looked pretty bad. The fact that he came back was encouraging, and John Cooper... Uh, John Cooper did not rule Brayden Point out beyond game one. But uh, this time of year, you're not getting much information. And if you want any proof of that, just look at the LA Kings. Victor Arvidsson did not come out. I think he missed game one of that series against Edmund for, for LA. And all they would say is that he's, he's day-to-day, he's day-to-day, he's day-to-day. Well, now that the Kings are out of the playoffs, guess what? He wasn't day-to-day. He wasn't coming back. He has to have uh, back surgery, and he's out three to five months. (laughs) So, again, take anything you hear this time of year when it comes to injuries with a grain of salt, no matter the team, no matter who the team is. We'll Again, we'll just have to keep an eye on it. If he gets any ice time, if he skates, we'll look for those things. But uh, I guess for all intents and purposes – be mentally prepared that he won't play in this series and anything beyond that is going to be a bonus. That's the way you have to look at it with this situation. So that makes this a difficult process for Tampa Bay to find a path through this series to reach the Eastern Conference Final again. Braden Point, for the past two years, has led all playoff goals, uh, led all players in playoff goals, 14 in each year. So he has 28 goals in the playoffs. Obviously, he had the big overtime goal in Game 6 against Toronto to push that to a seventh game. And the way he drives the team, the way his speed can drive defense back, his bumper spot on the the power play, his ability to uh, gain the zone on the power play. He's basically their number one zone entry guy on, on the power play. 
Kucherov is their secondary option, but you see the way they break out. It's usually Victor Hedman up to the red line, and then he drops it back for either Kucherov or Point, and they kind of work their way from there. But they're going to miss that. Now, the good news, or silver lining, it's not good news, the silver lining in that is that, you know, they played without Braden Point for six weeks earlier this year, and I believe they only lost two games. Playoffs were a different animal different situation, all that. Uh, but they have, they know how to play without Brayden Point. And this is a team, again, that in 2020 in the bubble playoffs didn't play with Steven Stamkos but for three magical, memorable shifts in the Stanley Cup final. And they found a way to get uh, get the job done. Uh, but it, uh, it doesn't make it easier. Again, their depth is not as good. Riley Nash is Riley Nash, Right? Like, Riley Nash is Riley Nash. He's not going to give you much offensively. He's good defensively. He's certainly not going to drive a line. He can skate. He's got some speed to his game. Uh, if that's an option, it's it's not Braden Point. So then you're going to see Nick Paul elevated. You might see Brandon Hagel elevated up um, in the lines. But uh, based on what we saw in practice on Monday before the team left, it was Nick Paul that was centering that second line. Uh, but again, it was hard. It was also hard to read that because you didn't have Corey Perry. So the Belmar Maroon Perry line was not together. Zach Bogosian was actually taking shifts as the fourth line winger. Uh, so it was, you know, you can't necessarily read into exactly what was going on with the line combinations, but it did look like Nick Paul was going to assume those second-line duties um, with, I believe it was um, Anthony Sorelli and Alex Kalorn or Andre Pallott and Alex Kalorn. Either way, uh, Nick Paul coming off that great first-round performance, and that leads me to this. Go check out my story on Nick Paul on my website, lightninginsider.com. Player who had zero playoff experience. We were told by general manager Julian Breesbaugh he's got a playoff-style game. And in his first ever NHL playoffs, he's showing that. So go check out that story, lightninginsider.com. If you're not a subscriber, sign up. Sign up for a year. Use the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST. I'll give you one year, or $10 rather, off your first year on a yearly subscription. So go check that out, lightninginsider.com, the Nick Paul story. Sounds like he's going to get the first look when it comes to uh, the second line, if you will, uh, to, to be elevated into the top six. Um, and, and, and how you're going to miss Braden Point. You know, there was a lot of matchup situations that John Cooper, who doesn't normally get too caught up in matchup situations, he wanted to do it, he felt he needed to do it, and probably did need to do it in the series against Toronto because of the Matthews-Marner uh, dynamic on that top line. Uh, I don't know how much you can get wrapped up in the matchups in this series because maybe Florida doesn't have as dynamic of players as Matthews and Marner. I mean, you're talking about a 60-goal scorer and I think Marner finished with 97 points this year, but he only played 70 games, 70-plus games, so he's a 100-point guy. Um, 
and so slick and the what he can do with the puck. Um, and that's not a slight on Florida. I mean, Sasha Barkov is probably the most complete, if not one of the most complete forwards in the league. He plays a 200-foot game and the way he what he can do with the puck on his stick. Of course, Jonathan Huberdeau is can be a wizard sometimes with the puck. You know, he had 80 assists this year, I think, 70 assists, somewhere in that range. Uh, so you can see exactly how good he is. Um, but the, the Florida strength is their depth. Really, any one of their three lines could be a first line on other teams. That's how deep it is. So I don't know how overly concerned you're going to get with the matchup situation in this series compared to last one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But it's going to be key for all three of the top nine forwards, the top three lines, the top nine forwards, to make sure who they are out against how you have to play them, and it's not easy. And that's why this is going to be difficult, especially without Braden Point there uh, driving a line and the importance that he is. So let's keep an eye on how the line matchup situation goes this year. And another reason that this might be a tougher situation last year than when Tampa Bay won in six games. Remember, they won the first two games in Sunrise. They had a chance to go up 3-0 in that series, lost a two-goal lead in the third period, and then lost game three in overtime, won game four, lost game five in Spencer Knight's start. Uh, remember Blake Coleman had the goal basically on the opening shift, and then Spencer Knight shut it down after that to force a game six, which Tampa Bay bat won back on home ice. But Aaron Ekblad did not play in that series for the Panthers. He was injured. He had that bad leg injury uh, towards the tail end of the regular season last year for Florida. He is back. He adds a different element to the Panthers, former number one overall pick. Now, he was banged up in the Washington series in that final game in game six. I think he left the ice three different occasions due to injury. You're not going to know what it is, so I'm not even going to try. So he's dealing with something, just as a lot of players are, but that's the, we do know that he's at least dealing with something. But he's healthy. He's going to play. He'll be in the lineup, and that makes a difference for the Panthers on the back end. And then the X factor, or the question mark, if you will, on the Panthers is the play of Sergei Bobrovsky in net. Bobrovsky played good in the series against Washington which, you know, the Panthers are in the second round for the first time since 1996, which is the year they reached the Stanley Cup final, lost in four games to the Colorado Avalanche. It was also just the second time Bobrovsky has ever led a team to the second round. And as successful as Bobrovsky has been in his career, a couple of Vezina trophies, time spent with Philadelphia... Columbus, 
The only time he got past the second round is the time we won't speak of. So this was his only a second time reaching the second round. So you don't know exactly what you're going to get with him. Again, he played well against Washington. How's he going to play in this series? What kind of goaltending is he going to get in this series? Is he going to be... Like he, he played every minute of the first round. And remember last year, in the opening round, the Panthers actually used three different goaltenders. Started with Bobrovsky, went to Chris Dreger, went uh, back to Bobrovsky, and then started Spencer Knight. So what are you going to get from Bobrovsky if you're the Florida Panthers? Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. And I had um, some questions on this regarding the back-to-backs in this series. We do have back-to-backs. The Sunday game on the 22nd is going to be a 1.30 p.m. start at Amelie Arena, so please take note of that. I hate for you to show up at five o'clock thinking the gate uh, the doors are about to open and you're like hey what happened to the game it's a 130 start they will play again on Monday the 23rd and that'll be a, a normal seven o'clock start so it is on back-to-back games on back-to-back days it's unusual in the playoffs but it is not unprecedented in the playoffs. Now, I know the bubble playoffs were different, but you still had to play back-to-back nights, and the Lightning did that twice. They did it against the Bruins in round two. They won game two in overtime, went on to win game three. I think that was the game that was 8-2 or 7-2 or something like that. And then they did it in games four and five of the Stanley Cup final. And game four was an overtime game. It was a short overtime game. Kevin Shattenkirk had the OT winner in that game on a power play goal. And then they had to uh, come back in game five with a chance to win the cup. End up losing that game in double overtime on a goal from (coughs) Corey Perry. And then they had a day off and they came back and they won game six. In addition, in 2004... Sorry, 2015. Round two against Montreal. Games three and four at Amelie Arena were back-to-back games. I know in 2004, in the opening round against the Islanders, not only were their back-to-back scheduled, they were scheduled to play on back-to-back nights. Game five of that series was in Tampa. Game six of that series was set to be the next night in New York against the Islanders. Marty St. Louis saved us all from getting on a plane by scoring in overtime to win that series in five games. But games five and six would have been on back-to-backs. And I don't recollect this, but somebody brought it up, so fact-check this for me. In 2011, did the Lightning and Capitals play on back-to-back nights? I don't recall that, but it could be true. So again, not unprecedented, not usual. It's not it's not par for the course, but it is. It does happen on occasion, and it is going to happen on this series. You can thank Kane Brown, who has a concert at Amelie Arena on Saturday night. 
Uh, that's the reason for the every other day. And, and I, I, I don't know the dynamics. Well, how come they couldn't just start on Wednesday? Or why did they just start on Monday? Or Look, everything is television directed. You have both the Turner Networks, TNT and TBS, as well as the ABC Networks, including ESPN, are covering both the NHL and the NBA. The NBA has reached their conference final stage. The NHL is in round two of their stage, so they're in the league quarterfinals. And a lot of it is dictated by that. Plus, with hockey, you have to involve... Rogers Sportsnet, especially with the Battle of Alberta involved, they want to, you know, be involved in when games are going to be played and, and what's best for their television viewing audience. So there's a lot going on there. So I can't give you a clear and definitive explanation on the reason that they had to start this series against Florida on Tuesday, especially if you were reading my Twitter timeline. You knew that had the Dallas Stars won that overtime game against Calgary in Game 7 that Tampa Bay and Florida would have started on Wednesday. Now, I do know part of that was because had the Stars won, both the Stars and the Dallas Mavericks would have been involved and they share a building and they both would have started the series on the road. So the Stars would have had to play on uh, Saturday and Monday while the Mavericks play on Sunday and Tuesday if I recall either way they had to share buildings and it was going to be on alternating nights for games 3 and 4 of their series and then I didn't look beyond that what it could have been for a potential game 6 but that was a reason involved there now a lot of question marks and how come they're playing a back to back that's not fair I'm going to flip this on you. While this is the only series of the four remaining that uh, involve back-to-back games for teams, that also means it's the only series that has two days off between games. So there is an extra day of rest. Yeah, there's a potential to play three games in four nights. I get it. But you have an afternoon game on Sunday and a night game on Saturday so there's a little bit of a break there we are talking about a 6 hour break between what would be a normal start time so that's in theory 6 extra hours of quote unquote rest players will get to their beds at a decent hour after that game on both sides there's no travel involved the biggest travel is the whoever lives the furthest north (laughs) Of the lighting players. Of course, the Panthers will be at a hotel somewhere, I would assume, downtown. Does that make it a... And look, I said it on Twitter. There's no competitive advantage or disadvantage in this situation to either team. The only thing you have to be weary of or leery of is if it ends up an overtime game on Sunday. And what if it goes multiple overtimes? That's the only thing that you have to worry about. And I guess from a fan standpoint, you have to get those emotions ready on back-to-back nights. I get that. (laughs) I totally get that. I can understand the emotional buildup 
for games on back-to-back days. But like I said, in 2015, you know, the Lightning won Game Three, three um, on a, that was that buzzer beater by Tyler Johnson, who scored with like 1.2 second left on the clock. It put Tampa Bay up three games to none in that series, and they had to put that emotions behind them. Come back the next night. Of course, Montreal ended up winning that game. But there's no competitive advantage one way or the other in this situation. So I don't, I don't concern myself too much over it. Um, it's, it happens in the regular season a lot. I know this is more intense. It's more physical and more draining emotionally. I, I get all that. But there's no travel involved either. So the players are in good enough shape. Uh, and, and maybe your concern is, is the amount of games the Lightning have played. The last couple of playoffs, I get that too. Does that give Florida an advantage? I, I don't think so. You're in round two of the playoffs. There's plenty of ways to get your energy up, to get motivated, whatever you want to say, and how that's all done. So I'm not too concerned about the back-to-back situation. Um, and, and, and again, it's easy travel. The flight for the teams is... It's a 35, 40-minute flight, so it's not taxing schedule-wise throughout the series. So if there was going to be one playoff series that was going to have to be back-to-backs, I guess it makes sense that it's this one. So that's what we're going to look for in this series. Again, Game 1 on Tuesday night, the night that this podcast, the night of the day that this podcast was put up. 7 o'clock puck drop. All games, by the way, there's no more games on Bally. All of these games in this round will be broadcast on TNT nationally. So TNT is the only place you can find these games to watch them. You can always listen to Dave Mishkin and Phil Esposito on the Lightning Radio broadcast. Listen to that locally on 970. You can always find it on the iHeart app, simply search Lightning Power Play or go to lightningpowerplay.com to listen to that. Don't forget, I will host, I'll continue to be hosting the pregame skate show with Bobby the Chief Taylor. That will air one hour before every playoff game. So 7, seven o'clock puck drop means 6 o'clock pregame skate show. On the Sunday afternoon game, that means I'll be on the air at 12.30 with Chief for home games. We are live from the Cigar City Brewing Tap Room outside Amelie Arena on the plaza. So don't forget that. That's on the Lightning Power Play app as well as on uh, News Radio 970 WFLA in the Tampa market. Of course, this podcast will keep you up to date. The Lightning Game Day Now podcast that I do in conjunction with Bally is also out there. You can find that wherever you find your podcast. And I'll continue my weekly hits with Ian Beckles and Jay Retcher on 95.3 WDAE. That is normally on Wednesdays. There's a Wednesday afternoon Rays game this week, so we're trying to figure out what this week is going to look like. I'll keep you uh, abreast on that. You know, just keep an eye on my Twitter feed, or you can even go and sign up for my newsletter, which I send out most days, not every single day. During the playoffs, it's been every day. Uh, but if you want to subscribe to that, go to facebook.com slash lightning insider, 
and you can find out how to sign up for that newsletter. Just add your, your name to the mailing list uh, to get that. Uh, and of course, lightninginsider.com got you covered. Again, the Nick Paul story, gang recaps, everything else. If you're not a subscriber yet, use the, the promo code PODCAST. I'll give you $10 off your first year on a yearly subscription. Just go to lightninginsider.com to find that. All right, that's going to wrap up this preview of the second round, Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, the Sunshine State Showdown, Redux. It's amazing we waited 30 years for these teams to meet in the playoffs, and we're getting it in two straight years. I think it's fantastic. It's great for hockey. It's great for hockey in the state of Florida. you got some outlets, some news outlets that will be covering this series and normally maybe wouldn't, and that does nothing but expose the game to more people, and I'm all for that. I know you're all for that. We love this sport. We love this game, and I can't wait for this series to get started. I'll check back. Uh, usually days off between games is when I have a, a recap podcast. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Make sure you're subscribed to this. You can find it anywhere you get your, your podcast: Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever. Subscribe so you always know when a new episode is out. So simply do that. Help me out. Uh, support me. Everything else. I appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who reads, everybody who follows. Uh, I, I thank you all for your support. And uh, let's let's try and find some more. All right, I'll check back in with you at some point after game one. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.